This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily, Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast as we get set. For the best football weekend of the year. Certainly the last football weekend betting-wise with this much heft to it. After this, next week it's two games. We can go over, we can go under, we can go spreads, props, all that. There's always plenty to bet on. But this is the final weekend where you could sink your teeth into four games. It's the last true football weekend of the year. Then it's one great football Sunday and then a Super Bowl. I just want to take a second here. To tell everyone, I appreciate listening to all the WIP Daily episodes, but especially these set these Saturday morning uh, NFL picks pods that I've been putting out since week one. Really enjoyed doing this the entire season, and it kind of scratched an itch for me. I used to have a sports betting show on on the Odyssey app, um, and I love talking about that kind of stuff, diving into the numbers and the angles and the spreads and all the games and props and all that. So I appreciate everyone uh, that listened to all these during the season. Had some ups, had some downs. Last week, a total down. I just whiffed on those games last week. Had some great weeks towards uh, you know late November, early December. Let's have a winning weekend this week and let's go out the right way. I'll start sprinkling some futures, extra props next week, ton of props. Super Bowl week, obviously, because there's more than just uh, the outcome of the game at stake. All right, let's get into the games for this week. Four games, and then I will hit you with a couple of futures that I do like. Um, you know, actually one prop for this weekend and then a big picture future that I think is worth a look at a decent number right now. All right, game number one, we go to Baltimore. It is a Saturday afternoon game. The Ravens, the number one seed in the AFC. The Texans off a win last week as the number four seed in the AFC. Ravens at home are a nine and a half point favorite in this game. And my pick is going to be the Ravens. I will lay the points with the Ravens. I understand it's a lot of points. CJ Stroud has played a very high level. He played there week one, so I don't think he'll be, um, you know, the the moment, the whole atmosphere of Baltimore will not get to him. It's a stadium he's already played in before. But I've got a dome team playing outside in 20-degree weather. As I sit here in Philadelphia right now on this Friday, and I'm sure it's pretty similar down in Baltimore, it's snowing buckets out there. Okay, It's been snowing all day. This is a dome team in 20-degree weather. Last 20 years, dome teams that play in sub 30 degree weather in playoffs eight times. Those teams are two and six straight up, losing by 10 points per game. This is a bad spot for a dome team. Okay? You got Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh, one of the best duos in the NFL. Lamar, as a 
favorite of seven points or more, 26-5 and five straight up. He wins in these spots. Ravens are, in for, by some metrics, historically good. First team in NFL history to lead the league in takeaways, points per game, and sacks. I mean, they, they really do it to you in every way on defense. Like, you think you're moving the ball, oh, they'll take it away. You think, all right, I'm going to protect the ball, they'll sack you. And even if you get near the red zone, they don't let you score. 16 and a half points a game is a pretty monster number. I know scoring was down this year, but this was one of the best playmaking defense in the league. They come at you in waves, a really balanced pass rush, great linebackers, playmaking safety in Hamilton, good corners on the outside. Even when Humphrey banged up, it's a special, special uh, defense here. I think the Texans are a great story. I think they're about a year away from continuing to make some big noise. I look at last week as they got out and it just rolled downhill. Are they really, you know, that many points better than the Browns? Probably not. I think they'll be game. I think C.J. Stroud will be game for this game. I don't think the moment will overwhelm him or D'Amico Ryans. I just don't think the Texans are ready for this. And I think here's where the matchup will favor the Ravens in a big way. The Texans linebackers are suspect, especially in pass defense. The Ravens. They use play action, seventh highest rate in the NFL during the regular season, and Lamar was great with it. He ranked top seven in the league at QBR, completion percentage, and yards per attempt, one of the best quarterbacks in the league off of play action. Texans, on the other side, among the worst defenses defending the play action all season, bottom five in QBR, completion percentage, yards per attempt. So I get a quarterback, top seven against, you know, using play action. I get a pass defense, bottom five. You know, when they see play action, I think it's a big game over the middle for some of these receivers. Odell will make a play. Zay Flowers, who reminds me a lot of a young Tyreek Hill, will make some plays. This feels to me like the Ravens run away from them late. You know, last year in the divisional round, the Giants played the the Eagles, and I felt similar about that game. Nice story, but one team will run away from each other down the stretch of the game. This feels like a 34-17 game. I will lay the 9.5 with the Baltimore Ravens. All right, game number two, Saturday night. And what a fun matchup. A matchup we weren't expecting, but now a really fun one. The Green Bay Packers off an enormous win. I mean, really an enormous victory last Sunday afternoon in San Francisco against the 49ers. Just like the other game, this is a 9.5 point number. The Niners are favored by 9.5 points in this game. A couple big picture things in terms of rest. Bad rest spot for the Packers. They played Sunday in Texas, had to then go home to Green Bay. Now they have a short week and have to go play a team in California on the road that is coming off a bye. That's a bad combination. So the rest advantage significantly towards the 49ers here. Teams to win as an underdog in the wild card round, 7-25 straight up, but 15-17 and 17 against the spread in the division round. Last, since 2011, those teams are 2-17 and 17 straight up, but 9-10 and 10 against the spread. So this one, it, it kind of looks at some trends here. Not very good chance the Packers win the game, but covering... Certainly possible, like a 50-50. Shanahan, big great at home as a favorite of the playoffs. 4-0 straight up and against the spread in both spots. Since 1990, only coach in the NFL, 4-0 against the spread or better at home as a favorite in the playoffs. Bad spot in terms of the rest, 5-12 straight up last 20 years in this bill. Jordan Love put on a show last week. He could become the first quarterback, first player, first team. Um, the, the Packers could be defeat the, both the Cow- Cowboys and Niners in the same playoffs ever. I will watch out for flags in this game. Alex Kemp, the referee, his crew led the NFL with an average of 15.3 flags per game. 49ers at Packers both finished top third most flags. So that's an interesting angle here. Could lead to some more offense 
in this game. Push comes to shove, I don't believe the Packers' defense will be able to create turnovers like last week, and I believe the Niners will score more points and just keep scoring the way Dallas did late in that game. I also believe, though, at a week off and a little momentum for the Packers, that the Packers' offense will make some plays against this 49ers team. I do believe that. So I'm looking at this game, and I think this is a game where the 49ers will win, but that's a big number when you have a quarterback, a coach, an offensive system, playmakers, playing as well as Jordan Love is right now. This feels to me like a 33-24 kind of game, and you're right inside the number, a 34-27 type of game. I like the 49ers. I believe they're going to win. They are my pick and have been my pick to win the Super Bowl, so I don't don't think they're going to get upended here. But I will, in this one, take the 9.5 points and keep that with the Green Bay Packers. All right, game number three. The Buccaneers, we know, knocked off the Eagles last week. In Detroit against the Lions, the Lions are laying six and a half points, and I'm laying that number. I like the Lions this week. You know, you have a couple things at at play here. Number one, it's a short week road game, very similar to the Green Bay Packers situation. Short week road game. Detroit got to play at home last week, and now they welcome a team in that played not only a short week, but a Monday night. I mean, really, the Buccaneers, the Bucks didn't get that field till midnight on Monday night into Tuesday morning. You, by the time you wake up Tuesday, you're groggy. You're trying to prepare on the fly quickly here to go play a very high-level Detroit Lions team. And I think the matchups are all, all towards the Detroit Lions here, especially when you watch the game. And I know the team's changed, and it's not yesterday, but you go back to the game that Green Bay, uh, that Detroit won on the road in Detroit earlier this season. I thought it was pretty telling. Goff played well. They ran the football. They played good defense that day. And Amon Ross St. Brown couldn't be stopped. St. Brown, Carlton Davis. Okay, but watch for that matchup Sunday. St. Brown on 124 yards against Tampa Bay in week six. The Bucs are in big trouble if they can't stop him. The Baker thing is, is wonderful right now. I think the Lions defense will make some plays against him. Hutchinson was really heating up. They get Justin Houston back as a rotational pass rusher this week. And I just think the Lions are gonna are, are feeling it now. Last week they 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 got over that hump. They won a playoff game. They beat Stafford. And now Campbell could sell them on we're close, guys. We're close to doing something special. They're gonna be 60 minutes away from the Super Bowl when they win this game on Sunday afternoon in Ford Field. That team has not been this far in the playoffs in 30 years. I mean, beyond that, actually, the 91 title game. I mean, you go back to when they played Washington in Washington to go to try to go to the Super Bowl. That place is going to be rocking. Tampa's not going to know what hit it. The crowd noise is going to be incredible. And on that turf, I will take all those Lions offensive weapons, the better quarterback in the game, the better coach in the game, a big-time pass rush with Hutchinson who came on last week. I like the Lions this week. I think they win this game going away. This feels to me like a 31-20 game. I will take the Lions minus 6.5 to move to the NFC Championship game. All right, game number four. Uh, the, you knew this one. Without question, was going to be the marquee game. It's the late window on Sunday, the Sunday night game, the 6.30 kickoff. And the NFL is hoping we get more classics out of these two. The Bills and the Chiefs, for the first time, obviously, in the playoffs, the game is not in Arrowhead. For the first time ever, Patrick Mahomes will play a road playoff game. And this time, they go up against a Bills team that feels different. You know, one of my knocks on the Bills over the last handful of years is I didn't think they were built for January. The way they played football. They were a dome team that happened to be housed in Buffalo. But they didn't play to the elements. They didn't play January football in terms of running the football and being a tough physical team. They played dome football. And they got beat at some point. They got tripped up by teams that were physically and mentally tougher than them. 
I don't believe that's the case anymore. Buffalo has overcome that. They're now a mentally tough team, what they've had to you know go through. Fall in a 6-6 six six here in Philadelphia in November. I haven't lost since. They've been galvanized a little bit by all the stuff surrounding their head coach and stuff he said in the past and maybe you know missing the mark on things and all that. I think they've been galvanized by that, changing the offensive coordinator. And then the way they play, they're tough and they're physical and they run the ball and they'll run the ball down your throat with both Allen and Cook. I think it's a different team. And a couple of things stand out to me here. One, they're at home. They're a different team. And the turnover battle, they have been the more buttoned up and smarter team this year. Uh, look, the Bills forced 30 turnovers this season. Second most in the NFL, Ravens had 31. So did the Giants. Chiefs only forced 17, 27th most in the NFL. So if you're counting on a defense to make get the other team to make a mistake, I think that's where you're going to see. I think the Bills will get the Chiefs to make a mistake. The crowd noise could play a big factor. That Buffalo's crowd's got to realize how close they are to something special. This is their opportunity to finally beat Mahomes, to get him on the road, get him in there. I think he's only played there once, and that was during the pandemic. So it was a no-crowd game. I think it was like a Monday night game. No-crowd game in Buffalo. Kansas City went there and played them. This is different. They can affect the game here. And I do like on the passing game, the way Buffalo is kind of spreading it out to everybody, not just one guy, both tight ends. They've diminished Diggs a little bit, but Shakir and all the other guys are moving and, and stepping up. I think there's something there with this Buffalo team. I'm going to ride them. I'll lay the two and a half. I realize I'm going against Patrick Mahomes, and he's not hes not a small underdog. I get it, but I'm going to take the Bills. I think this is their year to finally get over this Chiefs hump and win this football game close. I will take the Bills 24 to tw- uh, let's go 23-20. 23-20 Bills. I'm not convinced after last week the Chiefs offense is really back. They got a pretty favorable matchup at home in cold weather against a Dolphins team that had six defensive starters out and two it looked shook. And they all hit a lot of field goals. That game was over, but it was. And I wasn't super impressed last week with the Bill with the uh, Chiefs. I'll take the Bills minus a two and a half. So the four picks this weekend, Ravens minus nine and a half, Packers plus the nine and a half, Lions minus the six and a half. The Bills minus the two and a half. All right. Let me give you a couple futures quickly that I've got my eye on. One for this weekend. That's just an alternate kind of play if you don't want to play the number. And then one big picture future. The alternate play this weekend. I like the Ravens first half of this game. You know, the Texans might score some points late to cover it or get close to covering it or whatever they're going to do. But Ravens minus six and a half first half. I really like that. That it, This strikes me as a 23 to... 10 game at the half, 23-13 game at the half, 23-7 at the half, 20-7 to at the half, something like that. Right then the Ravens will come out wild after sitting for a week. That crowd's going to be crazy. You know, Baltimore has never hosted a title game. They've been in two Super Bowls as, you know, the Ravens franchise. 2000, when they went and they beat the Raiders in the AFC Championship game. And in 2013, they were in Foxborough. The 2012 team, and they won January 2013 in Foxborough. They've never hosted an AFC title game. I believe they were the one or two one year, and they lost at home in the divisional round to the Colts. So they've never had a chance to host one, and it, it kind of fall through their hands. This year they do. They're the one seed. They win. They host the title game next weekend. But under Lamar and Harbaugh, 51-28-2 against the first half spread. Best in the NFL since 05. Best of any franchise. I like them first half. And then your big picture future. And I'm kicking myself. I put a lot of futures and I love the futures market. And I had an idea. I'll take you back to where I was. Quick, quick little story. Last February, I am in, um, uh, I stay in the Wigwam, Wigwam Resort in Arizona. I forget the name of the town now. I was about half hour outside of Phoenix. And I was doing, uh, I was out there for Super Bowl week and I did my night show at WIP on 
uh, yeah, Radio Row, at Media Row, they call it now. But then in the morning when I was still working for BetQL and doing a show there, we were we had a driver that picked myself and my co-host up from this like hotel we stayed at. And they drove us to the sports book right outside of the stadium where they had the Super Bowl last year. That's where we did our shows those mornings. Um, and it was an early wake up because of, you know, around mountain time or whatever. So show was 9 a.m. to 12 Eastern, but we're there super early, getting ready for show and whatnot. So we had, they had a, a steady driver, right? So we didn't have to use like try to find an Uber at five o'clock in the morning, you know, out in Arizona. They got us someone that would drive us to and from the show and back to the resort and all that every day. And I, I forgot the guy's name. Nice guy. He was our driver. And he kind of asked why we were there and eventually figured out, oh, we talk about sports, which I'm here for the Super Bowl. So he's a big football fan. And he told us how he's a diehard Lions fan, originally from Michigan, diehard Lions fan. And I said to him, I think next year you guys are going to be really good. I said this last February. And I said to him, I just got this weird feeling that in Vegas next year, it's going to be the Lions and the Bills. And then I entered this summer and I put my futures in for the season. I was a little bit more down on the Bills. I had a ticket on them to make the, miss the playoffs, which they almost did. And I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to put different futures on and bet on this team and that team. And I didn't bet it. I do have a Lions to win the Super Bowl ticket, but I don't have Lions bills. If I had to guess, you could have probably found that at, I don't know, 75 to 1, 80 to 1 before the season. I don't, I don't know what number you would have got. It's currently 12 to 1 right now over at FanDuel Sportsbook. It will obviously change as soon as outcomes of these games happen um, starting on Saturday. So if you want to put it in, I put it in as soon as you hear this. But there's a future... I just put a little bit on it, kind of go back to what I told that guy last year. I hope he gets to go if it is if it is that game. And I think that would be a wild Super Bowl. Two teams that haven't won it, one that's never been there, crazy fan bases. Lions-Bills is 12-1 to right now. I think they'll both win this week. They'll be underdogs next week on the road in title games most likely, but I think they both have a chance to pull off those upsets. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Hope you enjoyed the Picks Pod. Enjoy the best weekend of football all year. Division around weekend. We'll talk soon.